Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. Live by Live has all of your favorite music and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit LiveXLive.com or search LiveXLive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. You know, I intro, I like to do something fun, but nothing's coming to mind. So it's just a little awkward today, but it's Sade. I am joined by the gorgeous Chels Pinky. She's rocking our Black Girl Doing Shit pink merch with her Zornaka. She's looking very cute, very Brooklyn. And then we got sister girl, Glenn Pogue. She is wearing the African Unification BGT in the red, black, and green. Hello, sister Glenn. Hello. Red, black, and green. You know what I mean? (laughs) I felt like the other day when I was ordering food and I always give a fake name and I'm like, hi, I'm, um, I couldn't think of anything to say. Like that was my pause on the intro, but I I got it together. together. Wait, wait, wait. Did you guys know that Sister Soldier made a um a sequel? Yes, girl, it's on the way. That's why I've been hype. That's, I, I, that's why you've been hype. That is voice just made me think about Sister Soldier. It was giving Sister Soldier. <laughs> Glenn's like that. That's what's been bringing me joy these past few days. Uh, oh my yes, Lord. that's why I can't stop talking about the coldest winter ever recently. I know true. I'm gonna reread it. We should do a book club. Yeah, no, we need to reread for sure. For sure. Read that well, oh yeah, I guess not reread read for the first time. Oh my god, okay. This makes me think about my on read and replies this okay. week. Okay. On read or so replying, Chelsea, you'll be so proud of me. I finally watched Friday. I finally did Ooh. it. I know. I feel like I'm getting more of my black cards back. What did you think? After you ripped them from me. I thought it was a fine movie. I didn't really think it was like crazy. A fine movie, a fine film. A fine film. I thought it was a fine, fine movie. That's all you have to say about Friday. The epic of this man from the hood who got fired on a Friday on his day off. Granted, That's all you have to say. I was watching it with someone 
on Friday and we made a whole thing of it, whatever, like we're gonna watch this movie. Da, 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 da. And then like in the middle of it, I started having sex. So I was like, sir, you <laughs> said that we were gonna watch this movie. Why are you distracting me from this film? Oh, Glenn loves so missed, an F bomb. I missed a couple moments, I'm sure. But I realized as I'm I was sure. watching it. <laughs> that I had seen a lot of it already via like gifts, memes, and quotables. I was like, oh, that's where you ain't got to lie, Craig, comes from. Did you know that, Shade? You knew that? <laughs> and by Felicia. And I, by knew Felicia. By, I knew by Felicia, but I didn't know you ain't got to lie, Craig, came from there. Oh I had gosh. no idea. And like that that meme or like gif of um, Ice Cube where he's like looking all crazy with his eyes cocked to the side. It's like when he gets high for the first time. And he's like looking out. See, look, you don't even remember Chelsea. No, I remember. <laughs> Just like mad moments. I thought it was cool. Like, um, it was cool. It was cool. It was enjoyable. I'm glad I watched it. They were. It was cool. I'll say that on that. So is that your reply? I'm replying to it. I'm replying okay. to the fact okay. that I've seen it. I'm in the culture. I understand it. Uh, and it was enjoyable. I'd watch it again. I get it now. Sure. Um, what I'm leaving on red now is the way that the inflammatory media is blowing up Rudy Giuliani's daughter wrote this piece for Vanity Fair about being a unicorn yes about being a unicorn a unicorn which is like the third partner in a um a couple's relationship yes so she wrote about being a unicorn to different couples but and I want to read like an excerpt of it but the way that people and it's like this honest piece whatever but the ways that like it's been re-reported on in publications like page six um who else wrote this the daily mail the sun which granted was like the daily mail probably mads right (laughs) rudy giuliani's daughter caroline graphically details why she loves threesomes um uh Rudy Giuliani's bisexual daughter, Carolyn Rose, says group sex is ecstasy. Vanity <laughs> Fair interview. Rudy Giuliani's daughter says she loves having threesomes in all caps with couples and says group sex make in quotes makes me a better person. Um, and it just like goes on and on and on. Uh Rudy, just one more from Perez Hilton. Rudy Giuliani's daughter, Caroline, only has threesomes and wrote NSFW essay about it exclamation mark i just find it to be so undermining and so again inflammatory and um taking away from this woman's experience and like the the like the experiences of people who are in non-monogamy not non-monogamous and polyamorous relationships and it's interesting because I feel like I've been talking a lot about this this week, strangely, uh, or interestingly enough. So I was listening to an episode of um, uh, Horrible Decisions, and they had this woman on there. Okay, it was called, the episode was called A Conscious Hedonist and Naked Sushi, because she talked about going to, the, like, for her 30th birthday, she had this, like, pleasure party with her partner, um, and as the opening event activity all the people came should 60 people and they ate sushi off of her naked body and then they all like did all sorts of things with each other and how 60 60 people okay um the the person on the show's name is tiana her um handle is glittersaurus dot rex glittersaurus rex 
Um, but like she was talking about how people were saying that going to this party was like healing for them and all this kind of stuff to have this like openness, this open exchange of like love and intimacy. Um, so in this piece that Rudy Giuliani's daughter, Caroline wrote, she says that, um, she grew up with a comically massive reserve of anxiety. Um, and she fears uncharted territories and, uh, it's, further complicated by the external judgment she receives for her impulses when she tries to try uh, unconventional things. She says, I now understand that my curiosity, open-mindedness, and sense of adventure are three non-negotiable defining elements of my identity. But it wasn't until I started sleeping with couples that I shed my shame about those qualities, let alone embrace them in all areas of my life. Finding the strength to explore these more complicated, passionate aspects of my personality became the key to harnessing my voice and creative spark, which in turn helped me better better cope with depression, anxiety, and the lingering cognitive effects of mm. adolescent anorexia. Which I was Ooh. like, wow. Right. Um, however, you know, we got to put a black center, a black woman further in this conversation. So there's this new um, film that came out uh, in Sundance called My Bell, My Beauty, um, which is by a filmmaker named Marion Hill and speak Patrice. Patrice, she's a writer. Yeah. She comes up a lot on the show. We're going to have to have her on here because seriously, her pen game is crazy. And she wrote about the uh, a reaction to this film in L in an article for L. The film was basically about this polyamorous couple. Um, well, I guess they were kind of polyamorous in the beginning of their relationship, but it's this by this uh, mixed couple, I guess. Interracial couple. There it goes. I'm like, what's the word again? Um, Interracial couple. Black woman is at the center of this relationship. She's married to this French man who is a hottie, by the way. They're like from New Orleans. They moved to France. And then this woman who was involved in their relationship pops up out of nowhere. Like it gets all complex, I guess. Um, But she was saying how amazing it was for her to, to watch this film and see a black woman at the center of this type of relationship that was non-monogamous because she too is a non-monogamous person um so she writes in this piece for l a fierce warrior of love self-determination and black queer women like herself audrey lord famously wrote if i didn't define myself for myself i would be crunched into other people's fantasies for me and eaten alive Openly exploring consensual non-monogamy, this is now Patrice speaking, openly exploring consensual non-monogamy as a Black woman means practicing a social taboo in a society in which my own existence is also taboo and cultivating my own fantasies of liberation, pleasure, creativity, and community. Self-definition is a worthwhile, continuous practice that demands and develops autonomy. It involves cutting and mending and ripping and discarding and bonding, sometimes over and over in the same raw areas. But with that comes one of the only things that can never be taken from you, the freedom to live your life on your own terms. Which I'm like, hell yeah. So y'all trying to make these nasty ass um, headlines for clickbait are really undermining. It's also weird. Like, why do people care? Right. Well, I think it's also in part like Rudy Giuliani, huh? Which yeah, lots to be said about that man. But like, let's also like not tie her to her dad because that's not her fault that he's trash demon. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's like so Bridgerton. Like, oh girl, old old. Seen the show. Oh, so Bridgerton. It's like, it's like old to be like, oh, you're tied to your father's leg, you know? Right. Like you can't do shit because mm, your dad. Nah, that shit is whack as hell. Anyway, what are y'all leaving on red and replying to? Mm. Well, first, I just want to say I really loved your on red. That's very interesting. 
You took us through many like a, a layer. A little micro essay. It was. Or a pie. Or, that was her. Or, pie. I'm that sorry, my, your pie. No, oh, actually, no, that was my. Oh, that was my red. red. I'm I sorry. thought it was my red. Red too. Look at you messing me up. Look at y'all. I was like, wait a minute. I was following what was going on. I was picking up what she was putting down. Anywho, um, I am leaving anti-vaxxers on red, comma, right? Because y'all know I'm low-key, high-key, natural queen. We love a little yoni steam. We love a little crystal, naturopath mommy. But I'm seeing a lot of false information being spread on the interwebs, um, particularly in the hotep community. And it's really killing me. Like I, I get I can understand some of the anti-vax perspective, especially like the moms and the groups, even though they're trying to figure out studies, the, it's very hard to link it to autism. We talked about this on our episode with Dr. Aya Osman about how like the scientist, I guess, who wrote that research paper connecting autism and vaccines was refuted because of their like studies. People are like, this is inaccurate. Anywho, this is for the hoteps especially because this virus is impacting black and brown, lower income communities. Now is not the time to tell your 89 year old grandmother with hypertension to just keep drinking elderberry. Like that's not, this is not the time. Like sure, yes, as a community, we have to like stop eating so much fried foods. And like, we need to address the issues of food deserts. And we need to address the issues of like, just lack of healthy options in our communities. However, the virus is here. It's not like the virus is on the way. So it's kind of hard to do some type of like retroactive, like, oh, well, now I'm going to start eating healthy and like, you know, you're not going to get sick. I feel like it's very irresponsible. Um, And a lot of it is just like fake news. So yes, get out there, tell your community to eat better, push your politicians to aid us in having better accessibility to good food and healthy options, understanding conversations that we're having with our medical professionals, going to see natural doctors, all that jazz. After the fact, not during the virus. I respect everyone's choice if you want to get the vaccine or not, but I think it's so, so silly to be spreading lies because it's just like not helping anyone. Like the misinformation is not helping anyone. So that's my spiel. It's just like really annoying. Like And like, if you want to hear more about the vaccine, you still need more information. As Shade mentioned, it's episode 125. Thank so you, my yes, good ma'am. sis. Yes. That and episode really changed everything for me, that conversation. I got vaxxed up. And, and, and my whole thing is like, I don't want anyone to get the vaccine if they feel uncomfortable. Like we also talked about this on the episode that like the black community definitely has warranted um, sentiments around like eh, government. I don't really know about that. However, like just to lie about science, like make things up, I think is, is a little bit silly. Like you can have a conspiracy up the wazoo. I've got plenty, but like, at some point, like facts are facts, right? Like you go to, like you, you understand how science and like medicine, like has made progress because we all go to the doctor. We all like do these things that like have come from medical advancements. So I just think it's silly. That's my soapbox on that. On a more positive note, um, this is an interesting one. I was trying to see how I'm going to spin this. So I went to the Zoom bridal shower with a lot of my friends from Trinity and um, shout outs to KB. This is a weird reply. I'm weirdly replying to my college, right? So I went to Trinity College. It was a very, very, very white uh, wasp, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant college. I always say 
that if Sade of today had to pick her college, it probably would not be Trinity, but I was not 28 year old Sade in 2010. So here we are. Um, And I chose that school and I had an amazing experience and I just would have never met really amazing people. Like I have my kind of core group of friends from Trinity, but then I also have like my extension of friends who are like very white, like very not my normal day-to-day community of Brooklyn, but they still have taught me a lot. Like they're still really good friends. And it was kind of nice to like reunite with them and be like, wow, like this is great. And a lot of them, you know, were able to have really interesting discourse. They're like, oh my God, I one girl, my friend was like, I listened to your podcast on white weddings. And she was like, I was the white wedding you went to. I must have like talked about like what it's like going to a white wedding. I'm like, we had a podcast on white weddings. I mean, oh I, it might have been like just like a story I told about like how was your weekend or something. And she was like, I was at white wedding, and it was just so interesting to hear like your perspective. And like, I was like, oh my god, I oh my god, I'm that. cringing. What did you say? I, I didn't say to... nothing rude. She was like, no, <laughs> she was just like, it's. She was just like, it was different, and it, she was like, I love that you and I can like have open conversation about this stuff and and you never make me feel like uh fuck that white girl you know but like you will drag me but like at the same time so it was nice it was really cool and it made me think a lot about Summer House and our guest which you will hear from in a minute but um please go listen to our Caucasian vacation episode which we do plug when we talk to Sierra um but it's a very interesting dynamic I think like we're all three black women who have been in very white spaces and it's just a fact of life like navigating that can be really really challenging so I don't know I wanted to like speak to that and it was like the perfect timing that I went to this very white zoom bridal shower (laughs) so that's interesting Glenn in her African unification <laughs> sweatshirt. <laughs> I think I, I, you know, I think everyone, I always say this, everyone plays a role and there needs to be people that are you, like you though, that can talk across the aisle. Come on, talk across the aisle. Glenn's just like pulling her Afro and she's giving me dirty <laughs> looks. <laughs> no, I did want to mention though, I was with some friends last night, a couple interracial who are also in an open marriage, which made me think about the my on red but the way that they were the way that the woman in the relationship who's um afro-latina like checks her man and like speaks to him was amazing i was like it was i've never seen anything like it happening in real time and how like much he just knew shit and he's also um from like finland or something and he was like talking about box braids and all kind of stuff very fluidly and it wasn't uh, awkward. It was shocking to me. And it was I'm shocked clear. you didn't think that was awkward because you know you. I know. It was clear, though, that they've been having conversations all the time. All right. The she's time, not just like letting time. him slide with shit. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. I wish I could think of more examples. But she was just like checking him in the moment every time he said something that was like a little. Eh. She's like, ah, no, mm, I don't think you can say that. That's a little bit of a stretch, like in front of other people, just calling him out. And he was just receiving it. She talked to me about all the work that he's had to, had to do to like, um, like they'll be like hooking up or something and, or like they're about to go to bed and he'll say, do you need your bonnet? And like, he gets it and he knows <laughs> and how like, sometimes it's like, it's like a little like, uh, God, okay. Like you want to give me my bonnet, but it's also like, okay. Yeah. You, you know, know what I need my bonnet right now. Style. Yes. Yeah. Like. I don't know. So, they, so have, they have to be people who are willing to do that, to have those conversations. And remember like, when my ex come out of it, 
texted me, I know what institutionalized racism is, Sade, because I guess I dragged him on an episode. Oh, anywho. Um, okay, I, I'm mine is very light this week. I could talk about so many heavy things. I could talk about white privilege and the Nike exec. I could talk about the voter suppression that's happening in Georgia, but I'm just going to keep it light and I'm going to put hippos on red. So (laughs) what? Okay. So when we were in Turks, right? Also, can you guys hear my washing machine listen? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is NYC. We live in an apartment. The washing machine is not that far from me, but anyway, so I'm putting hippos on red. When we were in Turks, we got a boat and you know, I love boat. But in that moment, I was like super drunk. And I started Googling all these boat videos. And then it turned really dark. And then I saw this video of a hippo like flipping over a fucking boat. So then I was like, hippos? What? I thought hippos were like peaceful and calm, like sea elephants or something. And they are not. <laughs> okay. Hippos are effing crazy. I started watching all these hippo videos last night with Chris. And it's really scary. Did you know that hippos are the animals who have killed the most humans? <laughs> no, I did not. Did you know that they could run on land at 30 miles per hour? Oh, they're not out running a hippo. Like you would think they're all big and they can't like, No, exactly. Like the KS Kevin Samuels music he uses. Right, exactly. It's not like that at all. Hippos are very fast. They're very swift. If you... <laughs> Find yourself around a hippo, just get on your knees and pray because you're not winning. <laughs> Hippos, they can stand at five feet tall or taller. Um, their jaws, like every time they bite you, the force is like 2,000 pounds per square inch. Their teeth are so huge. It can just like rip apart your flesh. I watched a hippo kill a lion. I watched a hippo kill crocodiles. Hippos are just crazy. So if you have time, check out hippo videos. And if you ever come across a hippo, Go the other way. You're not winning that fight. Um, wow. And, yeah, okay. so it's like a little animal planet, little fast facts. I did not know. I did not know. Who knew, truly. right? Like, I, they, they seem peaceful. They're not. Um, okay. And wow. what I'm replying to is Meghan Markle and yes. Prince Harry. I am so tired of, like, the British media has been, like, dragging her. And there's all these, like, comparisons. So it seems to be clear as day. But all these comparisons of how they talk about Kate Middleton versus how they've spoken about Megan and like they'll they'll be doing the same thing and they'll like call Megan like aggressive, um, just all these triggering words because she is a black woman. Um, yes, she's biracial, but she's black. Um, yeah, and I'm just also confused why there is so much effort being put in like take like to take down Megan, but no one cares to take down nasty ass Prince Andrew, who allegedly was having sex with children on Jeffrey Epstein's sex island. So where's that? Where's that? Because ain't nobody else. And I really hope that Megan does what I believe Diana was probably going to do, but they cut her time short, allegedly. I'm not trying to get sued. But yeah, shout out to Megan. We stand with you. You're a black girl doing shit. We should probably send her a little shirt. Oh, and then, yeah, I'm replying to BGT merch, which is now on the website. I am so, so all my friends and I are watching the special tonight. Yes. We're going to all watch together. Um, I don't know actually how we're going to do this. Like maybe we'll be on Zoom. I don't really know, but whatever. I am so excited for this. I got very deep into the crown and I just... 
got into reddits and all types of conspiracy theory things and it is very very scary and I'm so proud of them for like coming out and and talking about this because like it ha- it has to stop it's very 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 toxic the way this family like controls people like learning about Diana's anorexia and like sorry bulimia and the way the family just like treated her and she went through all of that on her own well she was definitely bulimic right per the crown yeah no 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 I've heard that a lot of places she was bulimic and um to your point Chelsea the racism it's just disgusting like the word choice I'm like do you all not understand that that is not okay to refer to black women in this way and also so many other people in this family have done some hot mess f-u-c bleep stuff so please and it's like it's like not surprising though but it's like we kind of like romanticize that family and like royalty and forget about all the evilness that that family has done slavery like colonialism like all that stuff they've had a hand in that and so it's not surprising but I don't know it gets like swept under the rug because they're princesses and duchesses and queens and it's like this isn't Disney this is like real life princesses and real life queens and the shit that they do. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Megan, shout out to you. Um, Is anyone's hotline blinging? Oh, you got a hotline bling, Chelsea? (laughs) Uh, It's not a good one, guys. Oh, no. Someone from my past keeps reaching out to me. And I've had experiences where I've cut people off. (laughs) Taylor jokes that like, I'm like almost too good at it. And like, it's fine. Usually it's fine. Like I cut the person off and they knew why and like, whatever. Then we stopped talking. But I've also had experiences where I try to cut someone off and they have gone like kind of crazy. And so I'm always like nervous about like who and how I'm maneuvering this. But here's a little piece of advice. If someone is asking you to not contact them, stop contacting. All you're doing is making the relationship worse you're not making it better so if someone says please stop texting me stop texting them okay that's my message if you're listening that's all you're just gonna make it worse i'm sure that person is listening so i hope the message is received loud and clear that's heavy sis and it's also just not fair it's like you're not respect if you really respect someone if they say hey i don't want to speak to you right now and like if ever I decide that I am okay with speaking to you, I'll do the reaching out. Right. If you actually respect that person, then you should just respect that. Yeah. Plain and simple like that. Oh, I love that. That was a whole bar. Mm. That was. That is not a Boundaries. good hotline bling, but that is a good message. Damn. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah. That just took me back. It's a little triggering, dark place. Texts. Blocking say, people. It's a little stalkery. <laughs> yeah. And so my friend was like, well, just hit the block button. But then I feel like, I don't know, something about the block button feels so permanent to me. And and if permanence is fine, but it feels like, okay, if someone dies, then like, da da da. But like, I'm about to hit the block button. Might have to. It could be pressed. Might have to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew. All right. My good sis, that's a black girl doing well, shit. On a lighter note, on a lighter note, we have a black girl doing shit. We sure uh, do. Sierra Miller is the first black woman on Summer House. She's the first black castmate, right? Yeah. 
She is a nurse uh, working through the pandemic. Um, she is a model. She is just gorgeous. Um, and I really just love how she's carrying herself this season. So I'm excited for you all to hear this conversation. Oh, and she's a Capricorn. Yes. Oh my God. I'm really excited for everyone to hear too. Um, Glenn actually put me on Summer House and it is one of those like guilty pleasure shows that again, like as a black person, I feel like you get so caught up in just like life and whiteness doesn't surprise you. So when it's just an all white cast, you're like, oh, whatever. And then a black girl shows up and I was like, wait a minute, wait a goddamn minute. Oh my God, you're so right. That's so funny. That's so strange, right? Like I was just looking at them like, oh, there's some white people in the house. And now suddenly I'm like, yeah, white ass Kyle just broing around. Right. But she came on. (laughs) Sorry. I just love it's still fun but it's you know. very fun but like I love how she carries herself like mm-hmm. she's classy. telling everybody to calm the hell down she's, she's like, basically walking around right. like all y'all are crazy exactly. she, she actually says that they keep showing her scene where she's on zoom and she's like I'm in a crazy house or something yeah. oh my gosh well stay tuned to hear Sierra so Sierra before we start asking you questions we have this game and it's my my classmate from high school he made these like cards um actually curious and they're like cards and they have prompts so I'm going to ask you a few questions from the deck the new culture edition okay okay this one was funny because you are on a reality tv show so it says if you could star in any reality tv show which would it be and you can't say summer house okay um jersey shore really (laughs) they are so funny like I mean, I just want to crack jokes with them. I mean, I'd probably be the worst at cracking jokes, but like, I just feel like Vinny is so, well, Vinny's also single too. So <laughs> that could be a good point. And then Paul <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> like, and Ron and the girls are so cute. Like, well, Snooki's not on it anymore, but Snooki and Wow, I love them. And I've been watching it since the beginning. So I feel like I'm. Wait, is Jersey Shore still on air? Yeah, they have like family vacation that they do. Oh yeah. my goodness. And they're all like grown. And yeah, I'm like, wow. Babies, yeah. Okay. It's, that show is really good. I, I was surprised at like how much I fell into it. You get they got they got the special sauce. Yeah, they get you get sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Drawing, dancing, or dribbling down the soccer field. What's your favorite form of artistic expression? Um, I actually am like crafty. So like I love anything like home improvements, like anything to do with like decorating my home. I can spend hours in TJ Maxx. Like I'm always trying to figure out a new way to like kind of like spice up my space. And right now I'm like trying to think of a way like when I go back to Atlanta, like I was going to do like a cool wallpaper, but now I'm going to paint like a cool mural. So we'll see how it comes out. Okay, DIY. <laughs> Love it. a little crafty too. I know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm all in about aesthetics, girl. Yeah, and I'm cheap, so I love the funny <laughs> way around it. <laughs> okay, I have one more for you. What's your zodiac sign, and do you feel like it resonates with you? Um, I'm a Capricorn, and I don't. I'm not like Sue. I don't know Capricorns like. Like, or like uh, the whole reading of Capricorns. But when people meet me, they're like, oh yeah, you're Capricorn. It just means that you're like amazing, incredible, (laughs) smart, poised. Oil, like ride or dies, like, but we are about our business. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what, what's your birthday? Um, December 23rd. Okay. You're a December Capricorn. Oh, a December Cap. I mean, I love Capricorns. December, January, any Capricorns. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I'm January 18th. Would you say you're a little bit more like introverted? Than like a December Capricorn? I could see that. 
I mean, you're oh. right on the, the cusp of Sagittarius. So I got a little bit yeah. of fire. Like my one of my good friends, she's a January um, Capricorn, but she's like, you are like so outgoing. And she's like more like, well, I'm gonna be at home. You can catch me there. And like, so we have that going on. I'm like, oh, maybe that's, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're like total opposites because I'm like on, I'm this almost the last day. So I'm like right before Aquarius. Okay. But okay. I claim Capricorn because yeah. I heard cusp. Yeah. If um, you give me your birth time, I'll do your whole natal chart. We can t- take it offline. <laughs> Listen, I wish my mom knew my exact time, but she's like around two or three a.m. Like, oh, it's you not need my- the exact time, I think. Yeah, okay, we can we'll, make it work. We'll, we can make it work. Don't worry. Okay. We'll revisit that. <laughs> um, but jumping into Summer House because I had never watched the show, and then I was like, oh, there's a black girl on this season. I'm definitely watching. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you are my intro to this show, but Shade's you've been watching, right, Shade? Yes, this is Glenn and I's guilty pleasure. We love <laughs> a little Bravo. I love it. <laughs> we had an episode. It was uh, episode ten, listeners. If you want to go back, called Caucasian Vacation, um, and it was about like when we go away to these like white spaces, like you know, we get invited to the Hamptons or like, I think Glenn went to Maine on that episode um, and how it kind of like brings up weird feelings sometimes. Did you ever experience that being like the only black person there? I feel like I'm almost always the only black person in like a lot of white spaces. So it's so normal for me, but I feel like being in the climate that we were in over the summer and that we're still in and like being in this like huge civil rights movement I was like definitely so much more on edge than I have ever been just because I'm like I mean like you know like are our political views going to be so different like I don't want to have to come in here and then check someone and then like be the only black person in this room and like Mm -hmm. not like I have someone to like validate me like because they only know their experience their experiences so I'm like I'm the only one with these experiences and I I'm like is this gonna be a headache like how is this gonna go are we gonna agree on things are we gonna even talk about things you know or like we just gonna act like we're in the Hamptons and nothing is happening um but I was definitely pleasantly surprised that like the conversations that we did have like on and off camera like they went a lot further than my not further than my expectations because I honestly I was just like what is it gonna be I didn't necessarily have like too much of an expectation I was just kind of sincerely interested in what people had to say but like I was pleasantly surprised that like we did have similar political views and just views on human rights and like a lot I mean obviously it affected me differently than them but I mean we had a lot of great open discussions and honestly it was it was good I love that point sorry Shadi No, no, no. I was just saying, I love that you were able to have discourse. We talk about that a lot, that like, sometimes when you go into those spaces, you want to like, kind of not, and, and I respect anyone who doesn't feel the need to, but I think it's really dope when you're able to have those conversations and be uncomfortable yourself and the other person's uncomfortable because you can make a lot of strides in that way. Right. Yeah. And I, like I'm all for having the conversation because I mean if I can am going to consider someone my friend like are you gonna like you need to be able to see my life from my perspective you might not be able to understand it or you might not be able to go through it but like you need to listen to me so yeah that's that's really refreshing um because one thing we talked about on that episode is that when we're talking about summering or having a vacation like you don't want to have 
these headaches or you want to at least have the confidence and knowledge that you're sharing space with people who are there for you, who respect you, who are your people. Um, So yeah, that's really good to hear that that was the experience that you had. Yeah, that makes me happy. Okay, I guess now I'll keep watching. (laughs) Um, Please? (laughs) I will. I'll keep watching. Thanks to you, Sierra. Um, Okay, to the drama now. Okay. Did you believe when it first happened, like the whole thing between Luke and Hannah, did you believe one person over the the other? Or were you just like waiting to see all the information? How'd you feel? Um, I'm always like a sit back and see type of person. I'm like everybody slips up and then it's like (laughs) um but I had an inkling like I I know Luke I know Luke and I know guys and like just after like comparing information with Hannah I mean like one our timelines were identical and it's not that we even really were are trying to like it's honestly I didn't care I mean like I know he was only going to share a tidbit of information with me I mean he's a man you know whatever I know that they like they downplay stuff they downplay Mm -hmm. all the time and they want to make you think that like there was way more than whatever and I'm like yeah like yeah unfortunately she got played and I'm side with Hannah (laughs) I love that girl power yeah so that means you didn't watch you didn't watch the show before you joined the cast Um, I watched the fourth season. Um, I didn't watch it before that. Um, but like by the time that I was like, I don't know, like coming into the house, I had already known he had like filled me in a little bit. And then I saw, I watched and I was just like, okay. But then they, it's like after filming, like what goes on after filming? There's right. a whole eight months between that. So Ooh. well, we have, we have a listener, a listener question. So okay. don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> okay. Um, they want to know if you found a love connection this summer. I don't know. You'll have to keep watching. Ooh. Oh, come on, Sierra. Give us a little exclusive. <laughs> I have a crush on somebody in the house, but I'm not going to tell you who. Oh, I feel like. Oh, I, I know who it is. I know who it is. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. That would be a very I'm getting Carl energy. I can't. I, I won't speak for her. <laughs> <laughs> um, what girls did you get the closest to in the house? um probably or, or what or I was gonna say maybe you got closer to guys I don't know <laughs> I know you said you, you like are have an easier time with with guys I sometimes yeah. feel that way too so who'd you get the closest to um probably honestly Hannah um but I mean like he I mean Hannah Mana and Paige like I feel like yeah we were a, a good little trio or quad whatever like gossiping and stuff in the house and whatnot and yeah, we had a good thing. We have have a good thing. <laughs> That's awesome. And how was it being with a bunch of couples? Oh, um, it was it was fine. I mean, like I'm okay. Like sometimes you know, like when you're around couples and then they're like so coupling, like okay, you're like I'm, I hate being the fifth wheel. Fortunately, it wasn't like that. And like I was in a space where I'm like, actually, I'm okay with being single, still in that space, and I'm like loving it. And I just love my freedom. So I'm like, oh yeah, I wish I had that. But then I snap back to reality and I'm like, actually, I'm I'm okay right now. Like I, I'm I, good. I also feel like Amanda and Kyle are really, really fun. I don't know what's going on with Lindsay and her man. <laughs> I keep replaying the, the sandwich. I keep hearing the sandwich in my mind. So yeah. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, but I feel sandwich. like my room is right <laughs> across from them and I would 
I mean, like, yeah, I mean, serious arguments. Sometimes I would like go into my bathroom because my bathroom was like directly to her wall. And I just like put my ear up to the wall and I'd be like, ooh, ooh, they are really going at it tonight. Like, <laughs> like they have some, yeah. <laughs> the drama. Wait, yeah. also this made me think because I was stalking your Instagram, which obviously you're gorgeous. Everyone can agree to that. You. Um, but you had a post and it was about being celibate for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that like still a thing or like, and and how did that happen? Like, how was that? <laughs> so I like, actually this happened like the summer after I met Luke and I, I just felt like my encounters with men were less than satisfactory. And I was like, and I just was like, this is not, I had was getting out of a late relationship and I like had re like, I mean, like me and Luke talked about it. He was like a rebound gone whatever and I was was his rebound too like we both know that it's nothing new and I was just like well I don't want to be I got to this point where I was like I don't want to be anybody's rebound and I felt like like guys were just like lusting after me and I not not to like sound I was like girl that's mm. not cocky or anything but like (laughs) no I mean facts are facts like I I don't want to be lusted after like I that's real I just wanted to have like a real connection with someone and I felt like if I eliminated sex from the scenario I could eliminate people who were serious about me versus the people who just like wanted to fuck me and I was like and I'm still in like I'm so much more than a body but people I think people meet me initially and like they might see me and be like okay like I might like want a piece of that but I'm not gonna give that to just anybody and so then I decided like I'm gonna be abstinent one I wanted to reclaim my time I felt like I got fucked around in my first in my my last relationship so I was like reclaiming my time with that I wanted to just like take control and honestly have like enough self-discipline and just make sure that I could really implement that in my life and be disciplined enough to not indulge and just like surface level uh, the flesh basically, you know? So I completely firmly believe in that. I've done the same thing. Literally everything you're saying, I'm like, oh my God, same, same, same. I thought you were celibate? Yeah. Yeah. I was celibate in college too for a year. Same reason. Yeah, I call it a reset. I feel like yeah, you have yeah. to kind of like get your house in order. Yeah, your oh physical my God. house in order. Yeah. And like the amount of clarity you gain from eliminating sex and people are like, oh my God, I could never. And I'm like, you could, you just don't want to. And it's re- like, I promise you, you like people talk about fuck boys and how they're tired of this and that, but I like, I promise you all of that fade away. And, and like your head is just so much more clearer in terms of like what you want for your, what, what you want in your headspace, what you want in your life. What I feel like I was able to decide, like if I were to ever get married, like what type of partner I want, like what I need and what I'm not willing to accept. I just feel like I really learned like the boundaries and the self-love and yeah, it was. I did it. And then I was like, everything you said, like very much thinking about what I wanted and kind of like, we talk a lot about manifestation, like manifestation, manif- oh, manifesting <laughs> what I wanted and um, having those boundaries. I was tempted so many times. It was crazy. And it, oh it's like a, a power thing to be able to be like, no. Yeah. And then the day I decided to like get back out there, I met, he's not my ex-boyfriend, but whatever. I met my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And like, I feel like the relationship that I had after I ended my like abstinence, it was 
I just felt like it was very real, whether or not, like, we're not together anymore, but, like, I felt like he was such a good man, and, like, he treated me like a princess, and, like, was, like, everything that I feel like I need, and he was a good example, and he really set a precedent for coming out of that, like, that abstinence, like, I'm, like, you, he set the bar very high, but, I mean, like, we just, honestly, he was a few years older than me, so, like, I was, like, a little older like we can't really do that so I mean it didn't work out but like love and respect him like he taught me a lot and I'm like truly grateful for that relationship and I feel like that was something that like was sent to me you know yeah I always see like people ask you know you talked about how important the celibate stage was for you people always talk about the opposite as well like a hoe phase do you think that that's also important if that is like what you feel like is right for you then I'm here for you making any decision that you want to do for you with your own body I mean I I really want to have a hoe phase I really do but I can't like I can't <laughs> like I want to have a hoe phase I want to just like you just not even give a shit but like what do you mean you can't remember when you say you t- people can be celibate I mean why can't you hoe I know I like <laughs> I like I I'm like so much in my head about like I was gonna say you're a Capricorn I but like, also maybe when you you know I have memories. <laughs> I just like I don't know I'm like I really want to have sex with somebody that I like not just like that's very real too I feel you <laughs> I feel you yeah I'm deep in mine right now so I can't say I directly relate but I understand where you're coming from yeah. I'm gonna figure it out though, because I mean, I'm 25. Like, this is the time. Actually, any time is the time. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, really. Any time is the time. <laughs> I love it. I literally love it. Eligible bachelors, you right? have to come correct. <laughs> but, yeah, no. oh my God, no. actually, what are you looking for? Like, if you could, Ooh, like, kind of, um, I don't, I I don't need believe someone. in the whole building a man, but you know, if I had to build a man, yeah, we're just, um, we're just playing. Well, let's, okay, well, if I had to build a man, I need, like, some type of, like, emotional maturity, like, I need you to be, like, either solving your past traumas, or you solve them, and we have a regular therapist, or, like, we're working through them, whatever, I need, like, I am a person of stability, I, like, I tend to attract, like, really stable guys, so I'm gonna stand by that, like, stable in terms of, like, work like we have some type of like retirement plan going on um wonderful ducks in a row um hear that glenn love that (laughs) glenn Glenn likes entrepreneurs entrepreneurs remember (laughs) we're just joking with her um but i also was like it was really cool to see that you are actually a nurse Mm -hmm. um and you know how was this time for you like I know you took time off obviously to be on the show but you know before that like seeing the pandemic firsthand can you speak to that experience at all yeah it's definitely and I'm still working like I I started travel nursing last March so it's almost been a year now and that is like kind of I picked a prime time to like start travel nursing like during a pandemic, but I was like, if this, I'm, I need to go and go where, wherever's needed. And I landed in New York, but it's been really interesting to see how everything has kind of played out and how like, this is like kind of our new normal. But I mean, I will say I've seen a lot, but it's like, I've seen a lot before the pandemic, 
than I've seen a lot now, I will say, I feel like I'm like more tired. <laughs> like you, you actually dread going into the hospital because it's like another day where like hospitals are short on staff. So it's like our nursing, like our patient to nurse ratios aren't always the same. It's just like logistics of it that are kind of tiring. And I don't know, but it has been nice to like, get, like nurses have been getting the appreciation that, you know, they were kind of that we've missed out on for a while. So yeah, seriously. I feel like now everyone's had this like epiphany about how important nurses are. And it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like we were doing this before the pandemic. Um, yeah. So I was, our workload has increased, but like, and, but you're more like emotionally and mentally drained, you know? Yeah. I can only imagine. I think it's so cool. All of the many like dualities that you have, that you are literally nursing through this pandemic and also <laughs> on our TV screens <laughs> yeah. on Summer House and like modeling. Um, Trying to balance it all. All of it. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And we're so glad to have you on our TV screens joining that cast. I mean, you, as I said, you're the reason that I'm even watching the show. So. Bravo. Give her a thank you. Um, (laughs) Bring a whole new audience to that show. Um, And we just thank you so much for spending time with us. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. course. Where can our listeners like find you, keep up with you slash is there anything that you want to tell them before you say bye? Um, so I am on Instagram at Sierra Miller underscore underscore might be three or two. Not sure. Um, I, I am on Twitter too. Same um what is that called uh handle 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 but I suck at Twitter and I'm trying to get better honestly I suck at social media altogether so I'm trying to be more present and like interact more um I gotta figure out my balancing act but yeah I mean that's yeah Instagram and Twitter is really my my main things but just stop up my game a little bit all right y'all it's time for the group chat chat. so we are black girls texting and we spill tea in the group chat are there okay any juicy tidbits you can give us um hmm i'm trying Hmm. to think it's like i was there for so long in the summer and sometimes i'm like i don't even really remember what all happened Um, right (laughs) um, especially with that house oh my god yeah. And it's like, it was such a big house. So it's like, what's happening in one room? You have no idea. Even like me watching like the season teaser, I was like, oh my God. Honestly, I'm excited to see the rest of the season. Cause I don't really even know. Um, maybe <laughs> someone leaves, someone comes back. Someone, I don't know. Someone leaves, someone comes back. Somebody, mm. fights. somebody fights. I think we all know that. Um, Hmm. Well, we'll, we'll we'll be tuning in, Sierra. Don't worry. Yes. (laughs) Who leaves? Who fights? I literally am not picking up. Bro, watch the teaser. (laughs) Ren, you've been slacking this season. Slacking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was so nice for you to join the group chat. Um, You're welcome back anytime. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Bye. 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 So we got an email. Um, and if you have a what would you don't forget, you can always email us at hello at Black Girls Sexing. And you can DM us at Black Girls Sexing on Instagram and tweet us. Find the Twitter. I don't know what it is. Um, the what would you do is, dear BGT, I'm in my late 20s 
coming right up on 30s and learning that I really don't think I want to have children or to be married, which I think is totally fine. I make a lot of money. I can take care of myself. I have lots of friends. I feel fulfilled. My family is pretty traditional though, and everyone keeps asking, where's my husband? Where's my boyfriend? And reminding me that my biological clock is ticking. I do understand that biologically women do have a time frame um, and eventually I guess I'll have to decide on whether I want to freeze my eggs or not since I don't plan on finding a serious partner anytime soon. Just wondering if you all have any feedback or, or opinions on my situation. Love the show. Thanks. Wow. Brilliant. I, I'm standing this person. Shout outs to you making a lot of money going to be everybody's fly ass auntie okay first of all unbothered having a cute ass home cars multiple i'm sure bags clothes living well not stressed out no kids running around no annoying ass husband i get it <laughs> that makes a whole <laughs> lot of sense probably have, you have many you have boyfriends a couple different ones at different times of your life hell yeah that shit is very annoying oh that your um family keeps clocking you I don't really have maybe you guys can start with some advice on that I just want to commend her for knowing what she wants and being so clear on that and 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 just offer if nobody else is giving her that little nod of support that like hell yeah that sounds like a great choice you You heard it here first I think it sounds like a good choice for you girl yeah I mean I think if you are happy and like you know be happy and like live in the present. If you don't want to think too much about the future or you already have thought about the future and you know what your future is going to look like, that's amazing. Um, If you can afford it, I say, why not freeze your eggs just in case, in case something changes in the future? Um, Because biologically there is like a timeframe. Why not freeze your eggs? And then if you don't want to freeze your eggs, if you don't want to go through that process and 10 years later, you figure out, you know what? I did find someone and I have a partner or maybe I didn't find anyone, but I still want to be a mom. Like who knows what could happen? You could still adopt. There's so many options. So like, and so many kids that like need a home. Um, I think you're fine. I think for your family, um, just tell them to fuck off. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to tell to your family because that is the, that's the hard part. But like, honestly, like the world is changing you know, people's lives are changing. We aren't getting married at 20 anymore and having, you know, three kids by 27. Like things have changed. So um, do you, you know, I'm sure you'll have lots of kids in your life. You know, do you, but but do understand that like we change so much and like who I was five years ago isn't who I am now. And I'm sure you're going to change and all these things are going to change. So I definitely would have like maybe backup things in place, but yeah. I like the backup plan advice because yes, you never know. And there's a lot of different options. Um, On the family tip, I think you have to have a very open and honest conversation about like respecting your choices and boundaries, um, which is very hard to do. But I think your parents, your family members need to understand like this is your life. These are your decisions. And they kind of naturally go into like protection mode because to Chelsea's point, like you might change your mind, but they need to respect who you are today in this present time, in this present decision and be okay with that. And they may never understand it. They may never agree with it, but they can respect it. And you have to like put that, that boundary up. Um, I think I was talking to friends about this the other day and I was like, 
wow, you think your parents are like progressive-ish compared to like the previous generation, maybe like grandparents and great-grandparents, but low-key, like a lot of them still aren't that hip. They don't really get it. And I think our generation is like really making some leaps and bounds in the way we think about women, the patriarchy, the matriarchy, da 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 So like we are out here laying down the law, breaking some serious generational trauma, curses, habits, and you need to be like, I respect you, but this is my decision. Respect me back. And that's that. That's on Mary had a little lamb. I always huh. wanted to say that. Purr. Oh my god. Oh my god, I did it. Rolling rain. Love it. Wow. Best Glad of luck. Oh, I, that was good. I think Chelsea, you nailed it. God is like You hit the nail on the head. Yeah, like I don't know what to tell those people. But y'all 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 nailed it. I think Sorry to those people. Sorry to those people. I wish her the best of luck. And like I love to your point, Glenn, that she's standing in like this is my decision. Like how old did she say she was? She said she's coming up on 30. 29, okay. maybe? You're still young. I was like, she's grown. Sis, <laughs> you're all the same age. Correct. <laughs> I'm an elder. She means Glenn, not me. <laughs> yes, Glenn is the same age. Um, 30 is young. We're out here thriving. Yes, geriatric pregnancy is 35, but I just think that's a nasty uh, term, okay? Because it's <laughs> such a rude term. I love saying geriatric. <laughs> geriatric. <laughs> just rude and disrespectful. I'm like, damn, all right. I guess I'll hurry up then. But at the same but, time. But, but nope. there are there are realities, right? So my sister didn't have her first kid, I think, until she was 34. And there were some complications, you know, because she's older. So there are realities. So definitely plan ahead. You know, why not freeze your eggs? If you can afford it, you say you make a lot of money, freeze them. Yeah, I mean, that was going to be my one piece of advice. If you could freeze them, then maybe that would also like, you know, placate your family members too or whatever, soothe them over. Be like, look, my eggs are frozen. They're there. Like I can have a kid one day and then just maybe that'll make them feel better. And that could be your backup plan as well to Chelsea's point. Yeah, yeah. And even if you decide to never have kids, I honestly feel like our generation is going to have mad, unmarried, no children women. And they're just going to be fly hanging out together at Soaps. Join <laughs> that crew. <laughs> the single wives club, or no, I guess it wouldn't be wives. Just yeah. some single kind of club. Single ladies. Club. Yeah, exactly. Like probably just dating a bunch of men. Because a lot of these men aren't ready to get married either. Nope. Well, you know what I'm looking forward to? What is that? <laughs> your, your third husband? Messed up. I do not wish divorce on anyone, but you know that round of early marriages where they were like, oh, I'm going to try this out. And then it don't, you get the, the, the second round. I could be your second round wife. You it was a test trial. Right. You're wrong. But is that not Shade a true thing? Trifling. Is that not the tr- is that like a true thing? Like I would never think about that. I do not wish it on anyone, but a lot of people, you know, they did that early 20s, little da 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 da. But then and you then have to be a stepmom. No, no, no. I don't want nobody kids now. No, no. <laughs> Which there's nothing wrong with being a stepmom. I don't know. Everyone follow their own path, you know? Follow your path. And yes, I do see myself living the J-Lo life. A couple marriages here and there, you know. Take your path. <laughs> follow the yellow brick road to your happiness. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yes. And if you have, what would you do? Or you just want to say hi again, our email is hello at black girl sexing and our Instagram is black girl sexing. Thank you for listening. 
Yes. And another quick plug, as Chelsea said, we now have merch on blackgirlstexting.com. Go hit the merch tab. We got all kinds of just fly, cute ass things. Shout okay. out to Jack Vanek. Yeah, shout out to Jack Vanek for helping us um, with these designs. But question, how do you all feel about non-Black people wearing Black Girl Sexy merch? Is this to the listeners or this is to us? To the listeners. Oh, yes. Because Please, my opinion is... No, 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 to us. Sorry. For the oh. listeners to hear us <laughs> talk about it. My opinion is anyone can wear Black Girl Sexy merch. If you're not a Black person, to me, it's a conversation starter. If someone tries to press you like, oh, why you got on this Black Girl Sexy merch? You could be like, well, I'm supporting a Black business. I support these Black creators and their Black podcasts. So I'm wearing the merch. That's what I say as well. I mean, um, you know, stay strapped. No. (laughs) Yo, you're dumb. (laughs) I'm kidding. But one of my friends was like, I cannot walk around Bushwick with this on as a gay man. The the Black gays and, you know, the woke gays are going to rip me to shreds. And I was like, no, they won't. They might. They might, but again, you're supporting a pod. You're supporting a podcast. They might. Depends on the merch. I I was talking to someone about this too, because we have a a really beautiful sweatshirt that on the back says black girls doing shit, right? So if as a black woman wearing it, clearly you're wearing it like, yes, I'm a black girl doing shit. I'm like a part of a tribe of black girls doing shit. But then if you're a non-black person, maybe you're wearing it and you're like shouting, like celebrating black girls doing shit. You're like, this is in support of black girls doing shit. I wear them on my back. Yeah. You know, like that could be like a part of the messaging. Yeah. It depends on why you're wearing it too. Just know that like, if that's why you bought it to wear it with that kind of sentiment in your heart and mind. And yeah. Yeah. It's a conversation. It's a conversation. And, and honestly, if you don't feel comfortable wearing it, you should still support and buy something and then you can gift it to a black girl. Love that. That's probably even better. To be but, but I, Chelsea, Pinky, is totally fine with anyone wearing it. Um, to me, it shows that you're supporting us. So please go out and check out that merch tab. And don't wait for any white girl doing shit merch because we're not making that. Sorry. Yeah. Did you see someone oh. left a comment talking about what about white girls texting? And I had to hold everything in my soul to not drag this person? You know, they asked the question. That's all I'm going to say. And the, the answer is no, n- n- no, not for me. Not, not, I am not going to like, comment, and subscribe. But maybe Chelsea. that could be your community. I know. This girl, because the lady had posted it like the day before, and Chelsea sent us a screenshot of like what she wanted to write and then didn't. And then the next morning woke up and wrote to her. So I knew she was, Chelsea was thinking about it all day. Because like my exclamation point. Hmm, Say more. Yeah, say more. Say more. My reaction is like it tends to be very like, but then I'm like, okay, maybe she didn't mean it that way, but she really didn't have much to say. So I think she was trolling, but I'm not gonna give her the satisfaction. Anyway, so um shout out to y'all for listening. Uh and see you next Wednesday. Bye bye. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.
Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm.